What's going on, everybody? Good. We are. I realized something. We're going to have to fix a little bit in post-production, Nick, and that's probably the title of this stream because it's obvious preview. We're just back to our regular Monday Evening Football Daily show. Oh, yeah. And um, so that being said, we're happy to be back today. It's fun and exciting. What's Tuesday? Tuesday. We're not even halfway through the week. We haven't reached that luxurious hump day that we enjoy so much. We do. But we're getting close. And the exciting thing is we got some great, some really great news stories today that I'm actually very excited about. Some that hit, you know, closer to home than others. And I think um, are just important things to talk about, which is great. So, um, but let's get it. Let's get right into it, Nick, if you're, if you dare. But uh, what's going on behind you? Well, and is this guy getting traded to the Broncos like some people are, you know, preposterously proclaiming? Well, uh, what's going on behind me is I've got the green light still. And if you're new to the show, I... I don't enjoy these green lights. I don't enjoy the way they look, and I also don't enjoy what they represent because I have made the decision that I will keep these lights green until we find out where Aaron Rodgers is going to be playing football next season. I would love these lights to be blue. They look great blue. When I do my podcast, they're purple. They look great when they're purple. When they're green, they, do. they don't look very good. And you know what? They don't make me feel good because Aaron Rodgers, that means he's not back in Green Bay yet. However, there is a guy who I don't know if he's ever been right about anything, and yet he thinks that he wants to go out on whatever network he works for and say that Aaron Rodgers is uh, still possibly uh, going to be traded to the Broncos at some point. That's still on the table. Of course, we're talking about Mark Schlereth. Now, once again, Mark Schlereth is is completely uh, free to have his own opinion, as I do, on the Aaron Rodgers situation. However, I think that uh, Mark Schlereth, we should definitely take with a grain of salt what he is saying, because I guarantee you, if I take three minutes to look up all of the bad takes he's had over the years, it, they will pile in like you wouldn't believe. When can you remember that guy being right about something in his life as a commentator? I certainly can't. I don't know why the hell he's talking about the Packers trading Aaron Rodgers to the Broncos because that seems ridiculous. If it happens, <laughs> fine, I'll eat my words. But if it doesn't happen, then I'm going to continue to talk about how wrong Mark Schlereth is for the rest of the, my life. Because in reality, why would Aaron Rodgers ever go to the same division that is currently home to both Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert. In what world would he ever decide to do that? In in what universe would Aaron Rodgers make a conscious decision and the Packers uh, to send him over there to the Broncos? Now, you might be saying the Packers would just send him there anyway. It seems very unlikely. It seems very unlikely that the two of them are not coordinating the things that are going on, as if they would just ship him off there and without him knowing. It makes absolutely no sense. If he got traded to the Broncos, why would he play for them? It makes absolutely no sense that he would go there. I think that the Broncos are trying to maybe remain relevant. This is what we talked about the other day. Do they go to Mark Schlereth trying to get him to say a little something to keep them relevant in the media? Because he is a guy that, that was a great player for them, don't get me wrong. But in reality, I don't see any world where that would make any sense. The Broncos are all talk. They're not going to be good this year. Everyone knows that. With Aaron Rodgers, they're not going to be good this year. They play in the same division as the Raiders, the Chargers, and the Chiefs. That is not by any means a weak division. And to be honest, 
I don't have a lot of faith in uh, where the Broncos stand right now, and so I don't really see why Aaron Rodgers would want to go play for them. But, you know, if you want to trust Mark Schlereth's takes, you know, that is, I guess, your own choice. But, man. Yeah. All right, now tag me in. Go for Boom. it. Go for Let's it. Let's go. Okay. And the other thing, Mark, <laughs> this is what you – you know, you're close. I think he runs his own podcast around the Broncos or, you know, or he has his own show, you know, whatever. Right. But um, like this is a guy, this is an older man that is um, essentially caught in the case of clickbait. Ah, yeah. And he's, he's discovered what clickbait is. He realized it helps his organic views and stuff. And he's like, oh, well, I'm just going to keep pushing this narrative. Because he said, well, yeah, that deal is definitely still on the table. I mean, I guess technically it's on the table, but any deal is technically on the table, yes, you know. Yes. But the Packers have said they're not trading him. And Aaron Rodgers hasn't said much except what he said on Kenny Mayne about it's a philosophy thing and stuff like that. And really, that's kind of where it's been left, you know. Absolutely. There really hasn't been much else that has gone on that would allude to, oh, yeah, the Broncos are going to – make a trade for Aaron Rodgers. So it's just like, it's just an odd take. He's probably going to end up eating his words. We probably won't, hopefully. You know what? Um, Yeah, I just think he just got caught up in the clickbait, and he just, it was like, probably like this is the first time he dis- discovered what clickbait was. For sure. And he was like, oh, this is this is good. It's, it is. This is like, portal. It's good. It'll it's, help me perform, yes. you know? So I think that's maybe a little something what's happening here um, with Mark. But let's let's flip the script, Nick. Let's get into right. something that is a lot more positive yes. and upbringing um, and not so, like, down, you know, like this Mark Schlereth guy just tried to get us Ugh. this last what five, a, seven minutes. You what know? a joker. But I want to talk about the Raiders, uh, Carl Nassib. Yeah, man. Uh, becoming the first actively NFL player who's openly gay, yeah. which is awesome. That's awesome. Congrats. Yeah, congrats. That, it should be celebrated. <laughs> yes. Because that is a, it's a milestone in the NFL. For sure. Now we know there are gay players who play in the NFL and things like that. And I think this helps make a step where, you know, these videos of like, hey, I am gay. Like, you're not going to need them hopefully sooner rather than later because it's just going to be. You know, there's a mix of guys and things like that. For sure. Um, but also, he's uh, taking a pledge to donate $100,000 to the Trevor Project, which I looked up because I wasn't familiar with it. Mm. And it's a nonprofit that is focused on suicide prevention efforts among the LGBTQ community. Oh, yeah. Which is awesome. That's awesome. So I think he's, he's doing two great things for the LGBT community, you know, with donating to the Trevor Project. And also, you know, representing himself and so kids can look up and be like, I can be an NFL player or, you know, I can come out as well because he's doing it on a big platform. And then I think we also need to look back, though. I believe it was Michael Sam who, when he entered the draft, he was openly gay. Right. You know, and so just to see the progress, you know, and obviously there's much more progress to be made, but just to see the progress from that to now, you know, it does seem like the NFL is being more of a inclusive community in this aspect, which is, is uh, very nice to see. No doubt. I mean, the fact that he felt comfortable coming out and, uh, and they did it, man, what a brave guy. Like, that's really cool to see. Like, that's pretty inspiring. Like really like a brave dude to, to come out and be like the first, like active I'm in the NFL. I'm out here. Like I'm making plays. I'm not just yeah. some, but like yeah. some dude that's about to get cut or something. Like I'm really out here. 
and I'm going to come out and yeah. like, you know, I think that's really cool, man. Like it's, uh, it's awesome to see, like, it's, it's, it's just one of those things, right? It's like, it's sad that it took this long, but man, now that it's here, that's, that yeah. is pretty awesome. Like that is For really, sure. really cool. And, and I will say this with, uh, he was on hard knocks when he played for, I think it was his rookie year and he got drafted by the Cleveland Browns. Oh yeah. I believe. Yeah. Cause he was with miles Garrett uh. and he had the funniest fucking take on that shit <laughs> because he was teaching the guys about, you know, pretty much financials and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. He's not a financial advisor. He said it in the video. So let's be clear, uh. but he was just teaching the guys about how to, you know, compound their money you know, over seven years to get a good, you know, return on investment. Uh, and he was like, so hyped. He's like, guys, he's like, he's like, there's thousands of financial advisors. He's like, you guys need to learn this stuff. Like he was like, he was like so passionate about yeah. this on that hard knock. And I remember that. And then I saw that video recirculate around. I'm like, that's where I know. Yeah. Him. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. But, so uh, yeah. I mean, he's, he's a notable player, which is cool. Like it's like sure. you said, it's just, hopefully it inspires people. Like hopefully like some, some guys are, feel more comfortable, you know, in the NFL. Cause at the end of the day, like, I mean, you got to think like his teammates, like they're going to be like, yeah, dude, you're just like, come on, man. We don't care. It's all good. Like, come on. Like, you know, yeah. like, and so it's just really cool to see. It's cool to see like, um, yeah, just like the evolution uh, of the league. Cause you yeah. know, it wasn't always a comfortable place. I think for, for people yeah. of the like, uh, LGBTQ community. And I think, at the end of the day, yeah, absolutely. hopefully this has a ripple effect down to, like you said, some of those younger levels, you know, and yeah, and all that. But yeah, that's awesome, man. And him using his platform now, he's going to have more of a platform, right? I mean, inevitably. Yeah. And I think it's cool to see his first steps with that platform being to like make the donation that he made and, and put a spotlight on the Trevor project and things like that. So I think he's a guy to keep an eye on, like, uh, you know, as we move forward and man, I, I hope he has a hell of a year. I'm going to buy myself a Carl Nassib yep. Jersey at this point. I hope he, yeah, yeah. we're going to be rooting hell, for this dude yeah, all man. year long. I hope this guy goes up. I'm going to be like, yeah, 10 sacks a game. I'm just hitting Let's the over. Go. Let's go. <laughs> oh man. I love it. The more, and it's cool. Cause the more success that he has on the field, the more attention they'll draw to things like the Trevor project yeah. and stuff like that. So I think if you want to, you want to put a spotlight on a guy. You want to see some changes be made in the world. Like let's, you know, help Carl get a spotlight on him. And, and I think that is awesome. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. It is, it is truly wonderful. And speaking of things that are truly wonderful, probably to some, not to many, but, um, Eli Manning is getting his Jersey retired. Oh man, that is awesome. He is, he is. They're going to do is it. it awesome? They're going to do it week. What is it? Week four or something like that against the Falcons week three, something along those lines. I see. I think it's awesome because I like Eli now where I do think I, he's it's, an interesting quarterback. Tough. I think if you're, I don't even, I think if I would be interesting to hear what uh giants fans take would be on Eli Manning getting his Jersey retired, because I feel like you would probably have like 65% of guy or fan base, like supporting that. Like, yeah, he did win us, you know, two Super yep, Bowls. Yep. And which that alone probably gets your jersey. Being honest with you, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. That definitely, yeah. and that's the thing. Like, if you know, he did a lot for him, two Super Bowls, and at the end of the day, he did a lot for the, a lot of other fans in the NFL because he took out Brady and prevented the undefeated yeah, season. And so, I think in the hearts and minds of a lot of the league, Eli Manning's kind of awesome. He, uh, it's weird. It's got to be weird to be him because your brother is Peyton Manning and you come into the NFL with all these expectations and you're sort of like, and you're sort of like, um, you know, you, you get out there and you're like, Hey, like 
Let's get after it. Let's see what I can do in this league. Yeah. Two Super Bowls, good enough for me. Yeah, for sure. You know, and I'm going to be honest, Nick. I don't know if that's coming from your end or my end. It's like we got some cheering going on in the background. I'm okay with it. But I, I would just, I was so confused. I was trying to figure it out. But I think it was a little bit on my end, to be honest with no, you. I think it's, uh, it could have been both. It's the, it's the support dogs that we keep in the back, you know. So for after we're done filming these, we get, you know, the support and love from those animals. We appreciate it. It's great. But it does sometimes make, you know, for a little extra noise. Yeah. And maybe it's because I'm wearing these big old headphones, too. <laughs> maybe you guys don't even hear about it. But sorry, Eli, we just totally, I totally just got distracted there while, um, you know, Nick was breaking down um, your greatness over the years. But, what do you think the, what do you think the fans are not happy about it? What would their take be? I think, I think, I don't know, that he should have been better. Is, but like, I get. I mean. I think he was like 500 in the regular season, basically, in his career. That's the thing that I always hear is the knock on him. Yeah. That's probably, I don't know. I don't know, to be honest with you. I mean, the fact that he's won two Super Bowls alone, you know, that in itself is, uh, you know, more than enough to get your jersey retired. But very, just very interesting. Um, no doubt. You know, but, you know, that gives these new quarterbacks something to look forward to, especially if you're in that Giants organization, like a guy like, uh, who do they have? Um, oh, uh, Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones, yeah. And, uh, you know, and then now you're starting to see around the league that some other QB situations are starting to potentially settle or, you know, when the transition's made. Um, I think you're seeing that with the Patriots and Mac Jones. Yes, and yes. Cam and so I think you you see that going on there where it's very clear that Mac Jones is going to be the guy once Cam Newton is done, you know, or moves on from the Patriots because I believe he just re-signed Cam Newton. Uh, yeah, I believe so, one year. Yeah, so so he'll be, from, be there one year. And I think the Patriots after this year, you know, or even during the year, you know, our transition away from, from Cam Newton. So that'll be something interesting to see. And then also you have the Bears with Justin Fields. You know, they got Andy Dalton, who's the guy now, like they've come out and said. And then you got the Packers with, you know, if you're hearing the reports that are coming out of the Packers camp and Jordan Love looking very good in, in training camp and probably the majority of it. And then you see, you know, you have Aaron Rodgers still there. And then once he moves on, you got that natural transition. So I think you are seeing those uh, those quarterbacks, you know, really uh, really find their um, their those teams. I'm sorry, those teams really find their next guy in the quarterback area. All right, so let's play a game. Yeah, I'm gonna ask you this, and I'm gonna go make sure that no one's breaking into my studio here. Who? Yeah, do that. Who starts <laughs> starts game one, mm. and then who starts? Game 17, Packers, Bears, Patriots. Okay. Oof. All right. So this is how I'm going to play that. Um, Aaron Rodgers is going to start week one and week 17. Easy enough. Um, the Bears, however, Andy Dalton's going to start week one. Justin Fields is going to end week 17. And the Patriots, I think Cam Newton will start week one. And he'll probably end the 
year two. But I think there's a couple games in there that Mac Jones does get in, and he probably lights it up for him in those games. But I feel like uh, Cam Newton will still be the guy at the very end. So, Nick, I, I came yeah. in with a I, – you, you, you do yours, and then I'll do okay. it, or I'll let you know what mine were. Okay, so I think uh, – all right, Patriots. I think uh, season will start with Cam Newton. Um, I think that one's tough. I think reasonably, though, um, I'm actually going to say they end on Mac Jones. Cam Newton, I think, uh, is is very injury prone. I could see him getting hurt. And I think Mac Jones is going to be the type of guy that will be uh, far enough along at that point where actually, you know what? I shouldn't say that because they still have Stidham, too, which I think is an interesting like a- a element of that. Um, but I don't. Yeah, I don't think it's Cam that ends the year for them. Um, no, I'll stick with it. What I'll I... say Mac Jones. And then uh, did you you thought the same thing? So, no, I uh, kind of. I said Cam Newton will probably start the season, and yeah. I think he will end the season too. But I think in the middle of that season, you will see a heavy dose of Mac Jones, something like that. Yeah, yep. I think that's the reality. I think with them, that seems that seems more likely. Yeah. If you had to bet on it, that seems more likely. I think if you look at the Bears, I think it will obviously be uh, uh, Justin Fields at the end of the year. I don't even think that's a discussion. I think yeah. – um, I think they will start Andy Dalton like they've been saying. I don't think they'll yeah. I don't think they'll start Fields. I think you get Andy I, and Fields. I was the same page with you on that one. And then um Packers, I think it'll be Aaron Rodgers on both ends. I think they get that deal done and I think yep, it's Aaron Rodgers. So I think it's interesting. Yeah. I think I'll be honest with you, it is fascinating. So if we're being totally honest, if just if you look at a, a franchise like the Patriots and the Packers, I think it's really interesting because you can make an argument, right? That the Packers and Patriots yep. play in the Super Bowl in 96 or whenever that was that Brett Favre wins it. Yep. And I believe that's Favre and Bledsoe at the time. I don't know for sure if Bledsoe was there, but let's say Favre and Bledsoe sort of existed in the same range. Then both yep. of those franchises, historically great franchises that have won a bunch, both then moved on to then Rodgers and Brady, who are arguably the two greatest quarterbacks of all time. And now both of them are set up with first-round picks to potentially be the future of those organizations. And I think it's very fascinating to watch those two organizations. They're winning organizations. They have been for a long time. They're up there in that echelon of the Steelers. They're up there in that world of, like, the Cowboys. These teams that have sort of always won, and they are are, these organizations are always talked about. They're always competitive. Um, I think it's interesting that they all have young quarterbacks. Same thing with Justin Fields. Like the bears are a a notable organization. They haven't had so much winning, you know, but they're notable. I like that take about Patriots and the Packers, you know, because that is something to really think about. They both had their guys have their, their younger guys again. Something is not worth copycatting in the NFL is um, getting arrested on suspicion of having a concealed. We don't want that to happen to you. Not that did happen to the Kansas Kansas City Chiefs uh, defensive end Frank Clark. Um, Nick, I I don't. I'm gonna be honest. I don't really know about this story, or maybe I do. If it's the one I'm thinking above, 
but did he have like an Uzi? Yes, he had a he had a okay. an Uzi was, uh, in his car. Which you know, if in my experience, you know, I don't yeah, know, I don't know, your... I don't know if that's what you want to necessarily be be yeah. doing. You know, I I you know, I don't know, you know that. The people that I've known that have at times maybe potentially, you know, thought about engaging in those type of activities and not always doing things that they should be doing, I guess, is the the way that I would like to word that. So, you know, not an ideal situation. However, you know, at the end of the day, I would be curious to hear the take of all the old uh, get off my lawn people on this one, because... They sure do love to talk about how, uh, in a lot of circumstances, there seem no, there's no problem with that, no problem at yeah. all. So, in fairness, maybe you know, at the end of the day, this is just simple misunderstanding of Second Amendment rights. Maybe that is all this is, and the Frank Clark will be back with the Chiefs in no time. That's very possible because you know, I think at the end of the day, I would like to see, uh, you know, if Frank Clark did something wrong. I understand, you know, we have laws and we have things like that. However. If Frank Clark's just a, a citizen, you know, exercising his Second Amendment rights, his permits for his guns, all that good. Maybe we let yeah. him, you know, we you know keep it moving. So at the end of the day, uh, not ideal though. If you're the Kansas City Chiefs, it's not exactly the type of story that you want to be yeah. hearing about. Um, and uh, at the end of the day, just uh, not. But also ideal. not. But also not the worst thing in the world. Yes. You, you know, know what's interesting is there was a time in the NFL where you used to hear about these stories all the time, like this time of year. And it's funny because of COVID, I think that a lot of that stuff, like those those instances have sort of disappeared for like the last year and a half. And they are going to start coming back. You're going to start to get a lot of these wild stories that come out for of, sure. um, you know, situations like along these lines. And so it's a... Uh, it's definitely a wild news story at the end of the day, if nothing else. But, you know, a lot of these. Uh... Yeah. Oh, I've been meaning to say, Nick, um, before we wrap up here. Yes. Uh, the Fox Sports news stories this week have been phenomenal. Can we send oh. that writer over there who's been writing them this oh, week? Oh, man. Uh, like yes. A basket or something? They've, uh, they've gotten better. Uh, they've definitely gotten better. Like, that was where the Patriots-Bears-Packers uh, thing came from, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they've definitely started to figure that out a little bit. I think uh, maybe our criticisms got to them. Our criticism, our constructive criticism helped them out. I you know, know that's what, that is why we're here. We're here to make everyone better, you know. That's all it is. And try to be better ourselves. You know. At the end of the day, that's all you can and really look, do. And look, at the end, I mean, really, think about it like this. The way we see it is, you know, people on YouTube like us are going out here and trying to make some compelling content. Feels like if you're Fox Sports, you should be able to make the type of stories that we've been reading the last few days, not the garbage from a couple weeks ago. I feel like yeah. you have plenty of talent and a budget over there to to uh, run some engaging NFL content. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, and if you're looking for someone else to write your articles for you, we got a guy. Mm. He writes great news stories. Let me know. You know, and um, let me know. But hey, I think that you know. It's good. They're taking our criticism. They're becoming better, you know, taking steps in the right direction. It's good to see. So, um, hey, that's a, it's probably a great way to end the show. You got anything else for the people at home, Nick? No, I think, uh, you know, we just keep uh, keep on rocking, man. It's Tuesday. Uh, it's a good uh, good little Tuesday out there, man. We just all, uh, you know, the way I feel about it is like, dude, if you're lucky enough to be having a computer or a phone that you can watch us on and you're just having a good time, first of all, we appreciate you. Second of all, like, man, yeah. I mean – Things are pretty cool. You know what I'm saying? We got supercomputers you can watch a couple guys talk about the NFL on right in your pocket, you know. Obviously, 
lot going on in the world, but you know, maybe uh, count your blessings. I guess is my my yeah. theme today it, for the audience. Yeah, or like uh, you know, stop and smell the roses type. Of ah, thing. beautiful. I like that. Yes, yeah. lovely sentence. So, all right. Well, with that, we bid you adieu. See you guys uh, tomorrow. Adios.